Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fancy, and I'm back today with Flex Shane of the Flex Network. All of his links are down below in the description. We already made a video talking about Jonathan Taylor, so you can actually check that out on my channel. It will also be linked down below in the description with all of Shane's stuff. So thank you, Shane, for coming on again. It really does mean a lot for you to come and help me because when it comes to this, I'm not as uh, rookie savvy as most people are. I don't really pay too much attention to this, but he's a huge help, and he was in the last video, so thank you for coming on again. Love it. Thanks for having me again. Yep, no problem. So the first, or the, this is the second guy, but the guy we're going to be talking about in this video is DeAndre Swift out of the Georgia Bulldogs. So with him, he played 13 games in his junior season. He had 219 total touches, 195 rushes, over 1,200 rushing yards, seven total rushing touchdowns, which is the lowest on this list of guys we are going to be talking about. 30 targets, 24 catches, 216 receiving yards, one receiving touchdown. He had an 80% catch rate and he had I think that's about all we had to talk about here and he has three total fumbles so and he had 1,400 total yards what are you thinking about DeAndre Swift the first thing I want to talk here about is I we talked about this pre-show but I want to talk about how Georgia's line just impacts them because they breed these running backs in the NFL if you're looking at some of these running backs guys like Sony Michelle I know Obviously, most people still don't like him anymore because his knee is all messed up. And so is Todd Gurley's. You know, they breed knee injuries there, I guess. But yes. those are two very talented NFL backs that have shown – I mean, Todd Gurley especially. That guy had like three years of dominance in the NFL. Now he gets shipped off to Atlanta. But what are you thinking about this offensive line in Georgia and why they really just breed these running backs? Well, I, I mean, Georgia's an interesting spot because, to your point, they do breed running backs. And, you know, one of the, one of the things you mentioned is that he wasn't from a pure accounting – perspective he wasn't as productive as guys like Jonathan Taylor J.K. Dobbins but one of the actual um, selling points when they're trying to recruit these guys out of high school as to why you should come to my college is Georgia says listen we are a running back let's just call it a running back factory which yeah. means one of the pluses one of the reasons you should come to our program is because we are not going to work to tread off your tires so that there's a conversation with like a Jonathan Taylor where, well, maybe this guy touched the ball too many times. Maybe he had too yeah. many carries. Is he going to be durable enough? Should I be spending an early round pick on this guy? Whereas they were, they'll come and say, Hey, DeAndre, come to our school because we're not going to work you ragged. We understand you've got a career after football or excuse me, after college in the NFL. Yeah. And that is one of the reasons you should come to our program. So that's actually one of their selling features, if you believe it or not. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because when you don't have a lot of this use early in college, that means that they can go for longer in the NFL. So another thing I want to talk about here is his height. Now, he's the shortest guy out of any of these guys. He is 5'8". And is that a bit of a worry yeah. for you, the fact that he's short now? I mean, it, sometimes it is. But the thing is, if you watch any of his game tape, he doesn't really play small. Mm -hmm. So, And then you could also argue, well, maybe there's just a little bit less – for defenders to grab onto and they're trying to tackle them. Um, and, you know, like if you've got a big old offensive line pushing the, the, um, that, that defensive line for you, it's sometimes hard to spot these little guys. So, no, I don't really see it as a, as a total negative for him, but there could be some question of, okay, is DeAndre Swift going to be a three-down back in the NFL? Or is he only going to be playing on maybe second and third downs situations? Okay, that makes sense. Now, obviously, right here, I have your list of the guy that you compare him to. So his best comparable player as of this list is Miles Sanders. Why do you see that as the comparison? Well, I think it's just really a matter of the style of play. I mean, same thing with like Miles Sanders. I feel like he's kind of underrated 
coming mm-hmm. out. I mean, he, he ended up being, there was a big debate last year between him and Josh Jacobs. And from a pure talent standpoint, I, I would have probably gone with Miles Sanders. Um, I didn't like him going to Philly because I feel like Philly never really wants to have a workhorse back. So yeah, that's kind of a risk. But I mean, a guy like DeAndre Swift, you wonder if a team like a Philly is going to draft Swift thinking that, okay, he's not going to be my every down back. And that does give you a little bit of pause. Um, and then we just look at the, the pure measurables. I mean, um, in terms of his um, just overall, like um, being at the combine, I should say, yeah. a lot of his, a lot of his metrics weren't really off the page, but they were, I would say acceptable, but yeah. a guy like DeAndre Swift, what it comes down to is when you watch his tape, and I like to see there's, there's people that are like the film grinders and there's people that are just the, the data analysis people. Uh-huh. I feel like you kind of have to be a balance of both. And when you watch Swift on the field, like he looks special when the ball's in his hand, like he looks electric and he's a fun guy to watch. And, and to me, it, it does remind me a lot of Miles Sanders in that perspective. Okay, so you were talking about his combine. He had a 4.48 40-yard dash. Now, obviously, that's not as amazing as Jonathan Taylor's, but that's still very good. I mean, just because some guy runs a whole millisecond mm-hmm. or whatever that measure, I'm so bad at math and stuff like that, but 1.1 yeah. faster is not or worse is really yeah. not that bad. That's still very fast. A guy like Moss absolutely failed there, but I think that his, yeah. his speed score is 105. His burst score is 120. So those are both very good measurables for a running back. Now, most yeah. leagues are PPR, half PPR. We talked about this. Do you think that Swift yeah. is going to be a guy in the league who's catching the ball? Is he going to be a guy who's more of just like a first or second round or second down back? Well, I, I you know, I think that he can absolutely catch the ball. That was one of the advantages and just one of the pluses. And what you find is that they would actually line him up outside as a receiver mm-hmm. in a lot of different cases. Now, he didn't catch a ton of balls. Um, let's see here. He only caught um, 24 balls yeah. last year but he still had an 80% catch catch rate. So he's very efficient when they actually do use him. Um, And the fact that they can line him out and that he is a threat, he's not just somebody that can be ignored, um, is obviously an asset to to a team. Yeah, now a stat I actually want to talk about is how much do you look into this type of a number where the stat is like team total, like his percentage of the team total yards. He has 24.8. Does that mean a lot to you? Does that really mean anything? Because to me, that actually does mean a lot. It means that they believe in him if they're going to give him the ball pretty much 25% of the time. Yeah, no, I would say that it's obviously relevant, right? I mean, if, if you've got these um, hyper-efficient stats, but you only touch the ball three times a game, yeah. then those, those stats might be inflated, right? You're more of a, of a gadget type player. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you're the starting running back, and you know we talked about it before, DeAndre Swift wasn't the every down back not because he wasn't capable, but because that's just how Georgia manages a football team, right? Yeah. Um, so the fact that he was still able to get 1,400 yards, total yards, on only 25% of the team touches, I mean, I think that's per- still, it's, it's relevant. I mean, you compare that to a guy like Jonathan Taylor who had 34% of his team's um, yeah. plays. Like, they're literally giving him a ball one-third of the time. Every third play, he's touching <laughs> the ball. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, you can never just keep that production going into the NFL. That'd be crazy if you saw a guy getting the ball like 30% of the time. I don't think you really ever see that, to be honest with you. But another thing I want to talk about. Unless unless it's Derrick Henry, which he's he's like the anomaly, though. Yeah, I mean, Derrick Henry even threw a touchdown against Baltimore. That's how much he's touching the ball. exactly. I think Derrick Henry, we don't have to talk about him here, obviously, but that guy is just amazing. And I will never draft him in fantasy, but he's amazing. I, I, I hate him, though. 
Yeah. Well, he's, he's going too early. I think uh, people uh, conversation for another day. I think he's being overdrafted. Let's put it that way. Okay. That's definitely makes sense. But yeah. where are you looking to draft a guy like Deandre Swift in? We'll do both dynasty and redraft. So obviously this is all team dependent. If he ends up yeah. going somewhere where he's not going to get the ball, then throw it out the fucking window. But right now, say he lands on a good spot. Where do you yeah. think he goes in both dynasty and redraft? So you're talking about like um, a dynasty startup? Yeah, dynasty startup. What do you think he goes? I would probably think that he's going to be going around the late second, early third round in okay. these dynasty startups. Um, people tend to, I, I don't want to say overdraft these types of players, but like a, a guy like DeAndre Swift, like he can have immediate impact to your team, but he's the kind of player that is going to be very landing spot, landing spot dependent uh-huh. because you, where he goes, it's going to, we're going to have a better understanding of, okay, is he going to be a three down back? Is he going to be say the, the one a in a committee or maybe the one B mm-hmm. in a committee. So there's a little bit of risk there. Yeah. In terms of rookie drafts, he's my 102. I would take him just right after Jonathan Taylor. Um, going back to the fact that, again, he when he touches a ball, like he just looks special. And I know that's yeah. totally like it's intangible. It's it's hard to quantify, but he looks special when he plays. And there's yeah. something there's something that to be said about a player like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think uh, right now in best ball leagues, so just in your regular redraft leagues, he's going as the second rookie running back off off the board in the pretty much you can set you watch the mid to late third round right now okay uh what i noticed is in the dynasty mocks i've done like the super flex ones literally the second mm-hmm. someone takes jonathan taylor within three picks someone picks deandre swift because they don't want to miss out sense. on him because he if yeah. you you can't really wait on him those two guys are gonna go like back to back unless something miraculously changes and a yeah. guy like dobbins goes to like a far better situation i don't think that they're yeah. gonna move at all they'll probably be one and two so do you have any closing statements here about Mr. DeAndre Swift? Anything that you feel like we should bring up here? Um, I, I would say that, again, you know, DeAndre Swift, he's a fun player. Um, again, he's my number two in, in Dynasty rookie drafts. Mm-hmm. So the, the overall value that he, I think that he's going to bring to a team, um, it could be similar to a guy like Miles Sanders, where early on in, in the first season, his usage might not be as much as a guy like a Jonathan Taylor, or frankly, even like a JK Dobbins, right. Who's showing that he can be a work, a workhorse. Yeah. So that's the only thing that really does give me pause. So just make sure you're comfortable with the team that he's going to, if you're going to invest that sort of pick. But mm-hmm. at the same time, when you're drafting a running back, um, these guys typically maintain their value. I mean, you look at a guy like Daryl Henderson, who was going in the late first round last year, he did absolutely squat last year. Um, for the Rams, but yet he's still valued at a late first round pick. So you're not going to lose value by drafting these guys early. And I mean, I don't think you're going to be disappointed by him. I think DeAndre Swift's going to have a fantastic career. Yeah, as do I. I like DeAndre Swift from the tape that I've watched. I mean, he was amazing. I mean, Jake Fromm is not that that good of a quarterback in my opinion, but they were still doing pretty good yeah. this season. But one ask, actual last question here is, obviously we're going to be talking about Dynasty here. So what, what would yeah. you trade for a guy like DeAndre Swift if you had to trade for the say the 102 because likely at the 101 yeah. if you're talking non-super flex that's gonna be Jonathan Taylor what kind of capital would you have to move to get DeAndre Swift that you would feel comfortable for or would you rather just have some of those other big name kind of guys that you may have to ship off to get a guy like DeAndre Swift so obviously you're not gonna trade Mixon for Swift in my opinion I love Mixon I think Mixon no. yeah. is one of yeah. the most talented backs in the league and will probably have how probably the next four years he'll be completely dominant as long as they don't fuck yeah. up 
and do not draft Joe Burrow. I mean, this, the Bengals are stupid, so they could entirely throw the pick yes. to the Dolphins, and we have him. But hopefully, maybe that could happen. But what would you move to get a guy like DeAndre Swift? Man, people covet their early round dynasty picks. Um, so you're probably going to have to trade them. Likely a young breakout wide receiver, a guy like a Devo Samuel or like a Terry McLaurin or, you know, somebody in that range. Um, you're probably going to have to trade whatever. So say you've got a mid to late first round pick, you're probably going to have to include that. And you might have to include probably your second round pick as well and potentially even a running back. So you're going to have to give quite the haul in order to get this sort of pick. Honestly, when it comes to trading up, if, if, if you're trying to get one of these top four running backs, I'm just going to say there's this top four. I would probably go and see what I can get for the 1.4 or even during the middle of the draft, wait and see, let, let your competitors mess up and take a CD lamb at, at 102 or 103. Mm-hmm. And then if you have to, if you know, you have to give an absolute haul to get one of these picks, wait into the draft and let somebody else screw up. And then if they're not screwing up, they're doing what they're supposed to do. And they're drafting these running backs first. Then you can make that decision. If you really want one of these players and make yeah. an investment. One of those these tips that a lot of people talk about for Dynasty is that those picks, like you said, they have their most value the second the pick is on the clock. Yep. Like the second it hits that is the 103, you're like, holy shit, I need to get this. Then you just oversend for the pick. Right now, yep. trying to get it, it might be far cheaper. But even even now, people love these guys, like a guy like Swift that they're sold on. Because when you're yes. sitting there, you know who you're going to draft at the 102. It, it could be like yep. – lo- it's probably locked in for months. They probably know they want Swift. So – uh, anything else on him or are we good here? Oh, DeAndre Swift, he's good. He's your 102, folks. Yeah, he is very good. You can just watch the tape, turn on, type on YouTube, DeAndre Swift versus watch one of the games, and then you'll need a new pair of pants after you watch it. He's just that good. So exactly. thank you guys for watching. Check out Shane. Link's down below in the description. His podcast is amazing. Like I said, you can find it pretty much everywhere. It's on YouTube. It's on all the places you can watch podcasts. So thank you all for watching. I love you all. Make sure to click that subscribe button. Check out Shane. Have a great rest of your day.